Hello, good people. Another episode of Just for Sport here with Jim O.K. We're talking all basketball today. Little NBA. Little college basketball. Such a great weekend. Threw me off a little bit with the fact that really the tournament started Friday in my mind. You know, and, and actually read, okay, yes, the playing games are Thursday, the games start on Friday. But in my mind, I just kept thinking Thursday, 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 Thursday. So when the games didn't really start at noon, I was like, wait, what is going on? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know if you felt the same way, but you now have to really be thinking the same way because in some ways, Monday was supposed to be that off day everybody talks about how you did in the you know first and second round where your brackets are but your brackets are kind of incomplete because there's still eight teams that are going to be playing today to determine who the, the the full field for the sweet 16 so we still got some time here now i don't know about you but in my mind, this has definitely been a uh, weekend of upsets. I, I, and I'm not coming from a level of me saying, okay, yeah, I know exactly, you know, the, the history of how many upsets there have been in a tournament. It just seems like it to me. I just got this feeling, you know, Oregon State beat Oklahoma State to end the night yesterday, which Oklahoma State is another one of the teams that I thought would go far. So my bracket's not doing too great. Let's just say that. My bracket's not doing too great. So it, you know, I mean, my thing is, who's this? Houston barely escaped. If Houston had lost two, oh boy that I really feel like I was in trouble. I thought for sure, I thought for sure that I think I had almost all of the number two seeds, Iowa, Alabama, and man, I just, I, I really thought that this team was going to do good and it's funny because I thought that all the number two seeds were going to advance and I have Alabama in one bracket in my final four I didn't expect Ohio State to lose when they did um but now I just feel like I'm going into after today's games everything's just up for grabs I was looking at NCAA.com and somebody actually had a complete bracket the last game that messed everybody up in the first round was Maryland-UConn. That was the first game. But there have been a lot of upsets. And the biggest thing for me is when I look at what's going on with the tournament, we went into this tournament saying, oh, okay, yeah, the Big Ten, that's the school or excuse me, that's the conference that is the best conference in college basketball. 
And yet, obviously you got a couple, few teams today. The Big Ten has done awful. Awful. The most upsetting loss in my mind is Ohio State losing to Oral Roberts. I had Ohio State going all the way until they lost to Baylor. Rutgers is out, but I expected them to lose to Houston. We'll see what Maryland can do to redeem the Big Ten. But just overall, I mean, it's... They, what, had nine teams in a tournament? Now they're down to three. Illinois, I had them going a long way, and they lost to Loyola Chicago. And the thing is, yes, as if if you were, you know, making picks, I knew Loyola and Illinois was going to be a close game, but I expected Illinois to win that game. That they would be up for what in some way is a intercity rival. Crosstown rival. If nothing else in pickup games, you know, Loyola players and Illinois players maybe have played each other once in a while. Even though I know Illinois is far away from Chicago. I guess it's cross state, excuse me, not cross town. But there's something with recruiting. But Sister Jean, it's amazing. Loyola is going to the Sweet 16. Other surprises, didn't expect Villanova to get this far. Heck, I had them losing to Winthrop. I mean, all of the talk, not because they were a bad team, but all of the talk about COVID. That's what I thought would, COVID was going to be the winner between COVID and Villanova. They pulled it out. Purdue losing to North Texas. Oh, come on. How could that happen? Didn't see that one. Heck, I didn't, you know, I'm looking... At this, at the brackets in the South, I didn't expect Oral Roberts to be in the Sweet 16 going up against Arkansas. Syracuse, an 11 seed. Buddy Beheim, the son of Jim Beheim. A little hyperbole from Jim saying his son is the most hardworking player he's ever coached. I mean, it's your son. I almost feel like don't even make that comment. I'm not saying that Buddy Beheim is not a hard worker. I just think as a parent, outside of you being the coach, I'm sure you've had some pretty hard-working players in your time at Syracuse. I just don't buy it. And at the same time, I understand for Buddy Beheim, it's probably something that it's not easy to have your son on a team. A little too much hyperbole for me. In the Midwest, man, Oregon State beating Oklahoma State. So now you got Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State, Syracuse, and Houston. Three low seeds and really a Houston team that should have lost to Rutgers. Rutgers had a shot at the end, couldn't pull it out. Couldn't pull it out. And on the other side of the bracket in the West, in the East, those games are going to be going on today. I picked VCU to beat Oregon, but then that was a no contest, so, you know, realistically, nobody gets points one way or the other, and then I picked Iowa to advance from there, so I feel like I'm good. UNC Kansas, I had, USC Kansas, I had that. 
Ohio, Creighton, I did not. I thought Virginia would get one game. I thought UC Santa Barbara would beat Creighton. But especially because, you know, maybe I was thinking about how Georgetown crushed Creighton in the Big East final, that that was going to carry over. And obviously it didn't. And now Creighton, they find themselves in the Sweet 16. Now they're playing a lower seed in, in Ohio. O-H-I-O. Gonzaga, I expect to move on, but I'm sure in many ways, you know, being undefeated the way that they are, this can't possibly be easy for Gonzaga. Every game, there's immense pressure on that team. In the East, my bracket, uh, I didn't think Maryland. I think I filled out four brackets across the board, not four brackets in one contest. I think I did a CBS, an ESPN, a Yah- and two Yahoo. But those both Yahoo brackets were in different tournaments, a family one and a friend one. I picked Maryland only in one of them. The other ones I picked UConn, but I've got Alabama. I had Texas going far. I was surprised at that too. Big 12, ooh, they took a hit. I thought it would be Michigan State over UCLA. But I still had the 11 seed go beating BYU, and they did that. I mean, everybody talked about, oh, BYU, they can shoot from deep. They have a lot of length. UCLA had didn't seem to have much of a problem with them. I had Florida State. I, I feel like I'm going to say stupidly pick Georgetown because they won the Big East tournament. Like, oh, they're looking good. But realistically, like, you got to think about, oh, well, Georgetown in some ways won. You had Patrick Ewing going back to Madison Square Garden. You had a Villanova team that wasn't 100% that probably would have won the Big East tournament. Colorado just embarrassed him. I think at one point they were up by 50 points. It was sad. And then LSU. I think 50% of my brackets I had LSU. The other 50 I had St. Bonaventure. Nine, eight games. Is that really an upset? And then we'll see what Michigan does. How Michigan will play without livers. That's going to be interesting. So if you're looking at your bracket and you're trying to say, well, who am I going to pick now? Who would you possibly think is going to be not so much that there isn't a favorite to win it? I think the fact that Gonzaga and Baylor, they both look good. They're still healthy. But this, as I said, this tournament has been kind of weird to me. It's been different. It's been different. I mean, if you think about, you have three teams in the East, double-digit seeds, left, still trying to get to the Sweet 16, so one of them will go. You've got an 11 and 12 in the Midwest, you've got a 15 in the South, and you could potentially have a 13 in the West. Some lower seeds, I was thinking about that in many ways, maybe it's more that the mid-majors are closer than what we would say they are in terms of talent. 
I think this year is a very different year for every sport that there was a champion. The Lakers in the NBA, Tampa Bay in NHL, Dodgers in Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in football. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Some of the lines I'm seeing on DraftKings have been taken down for now, maybe until things shake out. Gonzaga's still a favorite at plus 180 to win it all. Baylor at plus 300. I am amazed to see Houston and Loyola of Chicago tied at plus 900 to be the championship winner. Think about that. Michigan is lower. Alabama is less of a favorite. Florida State is less of a favorite. And I'm sure some of that, like we said, will iron itself out after today. But if you're a Loyola of Chicago believer, you can get them at plus 900. And to make it to the Final Four, the odds are a little less. You've got Baylor at minus 250, Gonzaga at minus 245. Houston at plus 100, Loyola of Chicago at plus 150. And some of that, yes, as I'm saying this, that, that those numbers will change after the rest of the Sweet 16 field is filled in today. But, hey, take some of those now if you can, while you can, before the numbers go up, because they will go up. There's no doubt about that. I am enjoying the tournament so far, and I imagine you are, and I'm excited that on a Monday we get more basketball versus having to wait until Thursday, Friday. Normally, that's what you have to do, right, is wait. Now you don't, well, you still got to wait, but you got a little bit of time. The Sweet 16 will start on March 27th. Saturday. So that is kind of a long time to have to wait. That's true. Normally you get your Thursday to Thursday. I mean, Sunday to Thursday. You know, the game's in Sunday. Next game start up again, Sweet 16 on Thursday. So you have some time in between. But the good thing, there's another sport to watch. And that's the NBA. What is going on in the NBA? The recent injuries, LaMelo Ball, who was going to get Rookie of the Year, it is likely that his season is done. And so if you had Anthony Edwards, if you picked him to get Rookie of the Year, you know, a week ago, or really... A month ago, you got some good odds. Now he's a favorite at minus 182. They'll probably take LaMelo Ball off the board once they agree that uh, his season is over, once the team announces it. But I'm actually kind of disappointed in that. You know, is it 
would it be something worth rethinking? Rookie of the year? Is there a way that even if he does not come back this season, that you would still think that a Charlotte Hornets team that was 500 versus the Minnesota Timberwolves at 10 and 32, there's no chance they're going to get to 500. And I say that to say that LaMelo Ball, what he has done for the Charlotte Hornets, maybe, you know, infusing life into the team. They were 23 and 42. They missed the playoffs in the 2019-2020 season. They were 39 and 43 the year before that. I think LaMelo Ball, he really infused life into that team. And I would think even if he does miss the rest of the season, then his body of work so far, I might might still vote for him to get Rookie of the Year. Because if I look at what Anthony Edwards has done as a player, yes, monster dunks, yada, yada, yada. But the team hasn't improved. And I think that should go into your thinking of what should go into who is a rookie of the year. And LaMelo Ball has had a very positive effect on the Charlotte Hornets. Now below that, you can get Tyrese Halliburton at plus 475. You can get Emmanuel Quickly at plus 1,000. Maybe Emmanuel Quickly squeaks in there with the Knicks with a just below 500 record at 21 and 22. Then it drops off precipitously. You've got Sadiq Bey at plus 8,000. So it's a four-player race down to three if you think you have to take LaMelo Ball out because he was injured. You got Anthony Edwards at minus 182, Tyrese Halliburton plus 475, and Emmanuel Quickly at plus 1,000. I don't know. The other news is LeBron James. LeBron James's injury, which is rare for him, changes the landscape of the NBA. You couple that with the fact that Anthony Edwards excuse me, Anthony Davis is also out with a calf strain and tendonitis in his right leg. They say he may come back in a week or two. LeBron James suffered a high ankle sprain. So the key is, you know, in bringing these things up isn't so much that I certainly am not saying that, hey, the Lakers have no shot at winning it all, and you probably aren't thinking that either. But in terms of the shifting odds on DraftKings right now, you can still get the Brooklyn Nets at plus 300, who are the favorite. If you find that Anthony Davis is not going to be able to come back as soon as is reported, or if LeBron James ends up being out for a longer period of time. The Lakers lost their second straight game Sunday night at Phoenix. 
And they're third in the Western Conference. Only five games ahead of the eighth place team in the Dallas Mavericks. The Lakers are still the favorite to win it all at plus 260. Clippers at plus 550. Bucks at plus 700. Joel Embiid's injury. You got 76ers at plus 1200. And the Utah Jazz at plus 800. The Utah Jazz have the best record in the NBA at 30 and 11. And the 76ers, who are 8-2 in their last 10 games, they've won two in a row. Their record is 30 and 13. But after the team I think you might want to consider, still a long shot to win the championship. But at least if you weren't sure if they were going to make the playoffs, there's a good chance they are now. The Atlanta Hawks, can they win it all? They've won eight in a row. They're eight and two. I have always contended that you cannot win a championship if your point guard point guard is your best player. I just don't see it. But you can get them at plus 250 to win the Southeast Division. They look really good. $2.50 for a dollar. But they've won... Eight of their last ten. The Bucks have won nine of their last ten. I mean, then again, so have the Sixers and, and Nets. They've they're eight and two in their last ten. So the teams at the top are doing the top four teams. They're just they're playing great. Now, even when I say that's really a three team race unless the Hawks continue to just win at this breaknecking pace, so to speak. But they are five and a half games back of the Bucks, So I don't necessarily see them catching them. But in that Western Conference, with the injuries to the Lakers, as I mentioned, they've lost two in a row. Phoenix Sun is eight and two. They're eight and two in their last 10. They've won two in a row. They're second in the Western Conference. Chris Paul for MVP, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I've always said, I don't know. But if you pick him to win the MVP, you can get him at plus 25,000. Right now, to win the MVP trophy. My suggestion, if you got a dollar, I'll buy that for a dollar. Phoenix looks really, really good. And yes, they were good in the bubble. They went undefeated, but missed out on the playoffs. The one player who's been different is the addition of Chris Paul has been the biggest change for that team. And I think that when you the sentimentality of picking a player like Chris Paul, I could see it happening. I could see them considering him to win MVP, especially if they end up catching the Jazz and end up with the best record in the, in the NBA, or at least even in the Western Conference. So take that bet. $1 to pick 
to win possibly $251? A plus $25,000 on DraftKings? That's a good number. I think that's a quality investment, if you will. But overall, I think it's going to be interesting to see what these injuries, as they seem to be mounting of late, does for the your decision who you think is going to win the conference. Phoenix Suns are plus 1,200. Just talking about Chris Paul. Maybe they're going to catch the Jazz. I mean, heck, technically, the conference winner, Lakers, are still the favorite at plus 125. Clippers behind them at plus 250. Jazz plus 390. Nuggets plus 1,200 tied with the Suns. In their Eastern Conference, the Nets are the favorite, followed by the Bucks. The Nets at plus one. 15 bucks at plus 275, 76ers at plus 550, Miami Heat at plus 1200. I don't know about that one. But I think at the top, it really is going to be Nets, Sixers, Nets, Sixers, or Bucks. That's it. That's it. And that's it for this episode. I'm going to go and continue and watch some. NCAA basketball, enjoy it for the last day. The last eight teams that are playing to get into the Sweet 16 should be fun. Wish you the best with your bracket. Hope you're enjoying the tournament and any other sports. Man, Masters right around the corner. Opening day, Major League Baseball. Thursday. Got a couple things to talk about. But I'm going to end it for now. Ciao for now.